most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. Man, what the hell is this, man? Breakfast Club, bitches. I'm glad they put y'all together. Y'all are like a mega force. Y'all just took over every... Wake your punk ass up. This Chris Brown. I've officially joined The Breakfast Club. Say something, motherfucker. I'm with it. The world's most dangerous morning show, Breakfast Club, bitches. Yo, 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 yo. As you can see, it is hump day. Hump day? Wednesday. And again, the woman in the room is the only one here when it comes to DJ Envy and Charlemagne. But happy Wednesday. Now, let me tell you what happened yesterday. I'll just talk to everybody in the room and to the people who are listening. And feel free to tweet me and have a conversation with me. Hey, Oh, well, hello, guys. Thanks for coming. <laughs> I was going to say, yesterday I took the train, right? And I had to go do this event at the Apollo for the Small Business Services in New York City. Mm-hmm. And I was getting off the train coming back, and there was a trail of blood from the train platform all the way up the stairs. Somebody got stabbed? Somebody's period was on? What happened? Yeah, somebody got stabbed. I just found out this morning. Oh, damn. A guy and got stabbed on the platform at the train. I guess they said he was smoking a cigarette. Somebody told him to put his cigarette out. This is what the news is reporting. And then the person stabbed him. And Well, that's the reason why I don't take the train. Yeah. I knew what. So I just want to say... This morning, I was telling my makeup artist, Sandra Dean, I said, why should I tell the story? Everybody's going to say, that's why I don't take the train. That is the reason why I don't take the train. Right, and that's the reason I don't smoke cigarettes. I mean, that could be the, <laughs> That's a better twist. That could also be the reason why you don't leave the house. You know, anybody could find an excuse to not go anywhere or do anything. No, nah, that's all right. I li- nah, I'm, I'm good with the train. Because you could get in a car accident, and you could say, that's the reason I don't drive. But at least I won't get stabbed. You could. Nope. You'll get carjacked. And, and we still don't know why he really got stabbed. Right. We don't know if that. I mean, I'm just telling you. You got to hit both sides. But I definitely was like, what happened here? Because they were bleaching the platform. And I was like, so I saw it was so much blood. You can start with anything positive. Jesus Christ. I'm just telling you what happened in my real life yesterday. Did you at least tell the listeners good morning first? I did. Oh. Yeah. I said good morning. That was the first thing I did. And I said I did an event for the Small Business Services in New York, which was great. It was about black entrepreneurship because they're launching this whole venture. But it was great. That All was, right. That All was right. my day yesterday. <laughs> All right. Well, today, did you tell them who's joining us this morning? Not yet. All right. Well, Malik Yoba will be joining us this morning. Malik Yoba. That's right. I've seen his name in the news. Yeah. He said he was attracted to transgender women. Trans women. Trans women. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll find out. I can't say transgender women. You can't. Why can't you say transgender women? I did, but trans women. I, I thought know. it was transgender women. Yeah, transgender women, trans women. Oh, that's why we're having this conversation. Absolutely. We're having this morning. And he's also going to be joined by David Johns, who. My guy, David Johns. Mm-hmm. Runs the uh, National Black Justice Coalition. That's right. Also, Nala Toussaint. Yep. And Carmen Carrera. You know her from RuPaul's Drag Race. Mm-hmm. All right, so we'll be kicking it with them next. It's just hour. a conversation. Mm-hmm. That's all. And we got front page news. What are we talking about? Oh, man, there's so much going on in front page news today, but where do we start? Um, Apple, the iPhone 11. It's funny, when I was just in Paris, oh, no, I was in France, and I was looking at these new phone cases, and I was like, oh, I'm going to get a phone case. And then I was like, you know what? There's a new iPhone about to come out, and it doesn't even make sense for me to spend money. So that means that the iPhones we have now, if you have a 10, they're going to start acting up for no damn reason mm-hmm. and force us to buy 11. Apple does this every single time, bro. My Absolutely. God. All well, right. Get ready for it. All right, well, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's Good get morning. into the front page news. 
Where are we starting, Yi? Well, today is 9-11, and today the nation will stop to remember the 18th anniversary of when the attacks happened. Mm. The 9-11 Memorial Museum is going to be where they do the annual name-reading ceremony that starts at 8.39 a.m. You can stream that if you can't go to it, and that's going to continue until about 12.30. During that memorial, all the names of the 2,983 men and women who died in the 2001 attacks will have their names read. And if you want to attend, it's only open to victims' families. Although, like I said, you can stream it online. There's also going to be six moments of silence planned during the ceremony. That's going to be two for the moment the plane struck each tower and two for the times each tower fell. One for the moment the Pentagon was hit and another for the moment United Flight 93 crashed in Shanksville, Pennsylvania. So this year's ceremony will also be the first time that they have that at a new memorial, which will line the outside of the World Trade Center. Yeah, man. Um, condolences still to everybody who lost somebody in 9-11. Mm-hmm. I, I always think of my, uh, my 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 young guy Pete Davidson. You know he lost his father in nine eleven. So I know I know this is a rough time for a lot of people. And people are still losing their lives. Uh, they said somebody passed away. I think two weeks ago from cancer. Mm-hmm. From uh, there's police 9/11. officers and other people, firefighters who died from exposure to toxins that mm-hmm. happened after the attacks. They don't have a whole list of all those people who died in the aftermath, but they do have six granite slabs that were installed to honor those firefighters and police officers and other people who died after that exposure. Now, Donald Trump will be participating in the Pentagon Observance Ceremony in Arlington, Virginia, and then also having a moment of silence at the White House. All right. Mm. Now let's talk about the Apple iPhone 11. They did unveil that there's going to be new high-end iPhones coming out. Those iPhones will be on sale in stores on September 20th, but this Friday you can pre-order it if you so desire. It's the iPhone 11 Pro, the 11 Pro Max, and then there's the cheaper iPhone 11. So uh, let's discuss prices. The Pro Max is going to start at uh, $1,099, and the iPhone 11 Pro will start at $999. (sighs) Then they also will have the slightly less expensive uh, $699 iPhone 11. So we know how this goes. Uh, our phones are going to update in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. And when it's, once Mine we update it, it's going to start acting up, especially if you got an iPhone 10, and you're going to be forced to have to go out there and purchase an iPhone 11. I'm so over all these phones. I ain't going to front. They all do the same damn thing. I don't well, even want them to do what they do now. I just want a phone that rings, and I can call people. That's it. Well, they said the iPhones will have improved battery life. They always do that. The camera's going to be improved. And it's going to have three cameras on the back of the phone. And uh, the battery is going to last four hours longer. Why do we need three cameras? On the iPhone cameras? 11 Pro and the Pro Max will last five hours longer. Why do we need three cameras? Because you could take a better picture. I don't know. Why do you, yeah, why do you need three cameras <laughs> on one phone? They need to make a mentally healthier smartphone that has no social media on it and no access to the internet, period. But it has the other features. So it'll have the texting. It has... The phone calls, that's it. But Doesn't it, sound lucrative. But it's no social media. Why not? No, no. I you think you need most social media to have a phone? Because you actually could, if you don't want to have it, not put it on your phone. That's that's true too, but I'm I talking mean, about but I'm talking about a phone that doesn't even give you the capability to download them. Period. You don't right. say you won't have that temptation at all. They also announced Apple TV Plus, so that's going to cost four ninety nine a month, which is less than Disney's uh, new streaming service, which is costing six ninety nine a month. They announced that, and if you have an iPhone, iPad, or or Mac, you'll get a free year of streaming television service, and that's going to launch November first. So they have some new shows. They showed off those trailers yesterday, also. Nah, nothing on Apple TV I want. Not and any. they announced a new iPad. A Disney Plus service, 
I'm all in on that. Tyler Perry and BET also have launched a new streaming service called BET Plus, and that's going to be $9.99 a month. That starts September 19th, and they'll have new programming and existing movies as well, and specials from people like Tyler Perry, Will Packer. BET is charging more than Apple and Disney? I've been running. I've been watching. I've been watching. They've been watch, running that commercial for a long time, though. Mm-hmm. That commercial for the BET screaming service. But who has more? More, uh... bro. Disney. Okay. Disney is the service you want. You got to think. Disney got ESPN. Disney got access to. Um, why is BET charging so much more? Disney got all the Marvel content. I don't know why BET charging that much more. <laughs> Disney. I can't put, answer that. question. All that stuff you just named is on Disney for six ninety nine. But BET should not. Well, they have they have special programming though. Like I said, from Will Packer, Tyler Perry, from other screenwriters. BET should not cost more than the Popeyes chicken See? sandwich. Yeah, you're right. right. Whatever the Popeyes chicken sandwich is, that's how much BET. Do should. not compare BET to the Popeyes chicken sandwich. What the pop? I'm not comparing BET to the Popeyes chicken uh, sandwich. I'm just saying it shouldn't be more than the Popeyes chicken sandwich. How much more? How much is the Popeyes chicken sandwich? I gotta I say, know. like what, four ninety nine? Exactly. Okay, that's how much the BET service should cost. How much is Disney Plus? Six uh, ninety nine. Come on, man, six ninety nine and all the content that they're giving us, all the original Marvel programming, and they got access to Star Wars and all the Disney properties and ESPN. Come on, stop, BET. Come on. All right. Well, that you is your front page here. news. That sounds right. crazy. We always talk about supporting, but how you go? How we gonna support when you charging more than everybody else? <laughs> and why would I pay more for that than I pay for my regular care where I got BET on it already? By the way, did y'all, did y'all watch the next big thing last night, the season finale? Did I host it? I wasn't on BET? Home. I didn't see that. Of course you didn't. Because I didn't you play 99.9. I was <laughs> at the Small Business <laughs> Services event at the Apollo. Shout out to Greg Bishop BT from Small calls. Business Services. All right. Well, thank you, Missy. E. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you're upset, you need to vent. Hit us up right now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. <laughs> your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. So you better have the same energy. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Mello, get it off your chest, bro. Yo, yo what's up, MV, man? I just want to say thank you to all the firefighters on today, man. Got to thank them for their service. Got to thank my guys. I, I'm a firefighter myself, so, you know, I got a couple guys I want to say thank you to. My guy, my guy Paul, my, and my guy Bush. You know, thank you all you guys. My guy, Gene. Okay, hey, bro. Thank, thank you for all that you do, man. Firefighters are Absolutely. unsung heroes out here in these streets. We yeah. appreciate you, bro. Thanks, man. I appreciate it, man. People don't talk about firefighters. They talk about police mm-hmm. officers and military folk. You don't hear about firefighters. Too what's up, Trav? Yo, what's hey, up, Trav. What's going on? Hey, hey, hey. What's up, What up, sis? How you? I'm doing good. Hey, Envy, your throat's sounding better. I know, right? Hey. Okay. Hey, Trav, can I ask you a question? When you call me sis, is it because I'm a sis? Is that short for cisgendered male or like cis sis? Like. Oh, no, no, no. You my sister. Okay. Just making okay. sure. <laughs> That sounds way nice. <laughs> What's Listen, up, Chad? Two, two, two things. Something real quick. Um, I've been thinking about this for a while. Ever since I saw Chris Paul on this cover, like I can't get it out of my mind. Uh-oh. So I'm thinking about who oh should be God. on the body issue for next year. Mm-hmm. And Charlamagne, tell me what you think. Okay. Kenny Stills. Kenny Stills? Yes, Kenny Stills. He should be on the cover next year. You just want to see him naked. I'm, 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 yeah, I've never... Why I'm are you not, only asking why, Charlamagne? Why Kenny Stills? <laughs> Because, because I know Charlamagne be looking, Charlamagne. Oh, okay. No, I got a better one for you. He said it was gay, so what? Serge Ibaka. Uh, no, I'm good. You know you guys are having a conversation about naked men on the cover of a magazine. You guys What's the problem with that? Does it make you uncomfortable, sir? I mean... I have a question for y'all. Malik Yoba, did y'all ask him about his hepatophilia charge um, accusation? What the hell is that? What the hell did you just say? Did I ask, did I ask Malik Yoba about his hepatophilia accusation? What is hepatophilia? 
Uh, epiphilia is when, it's not pet, like, you know, pedophilia is when you mess with children, and epiphilia is when you mess with teenagers. I never knew that word. Oh, no, we didn't ask him about that. No. Oh, okay. Yeah. Y'all, do, y'all do know this transgender that's saying that he was messing with her when she was 14 years old, and he's getting ahead of his claims that's, that's coming out now, right? No, I, I didn't hear nothing about that. I don't know that, Trev. I heard about his oh, baby mama please. jumping on his ass. Oh, yeah, there's a whole story that's saying there's this transgender that's saying that when she was 14 years old, Maliki Oba used to go around and, like, pick up 14-year-olds and stuff, and, like, she has, like, a whole story about it. No, oh, but well, yeah, that, yeah, you have to research that. Well, I wish, I wish we did live radio so we could ask that question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll send you stories. Like, they're, they're definitely out there. All right, well, All we'll right. talk to him next hour. All right. Hello, who's this? What? Oh, snap. Oh, snap. I got through. You, you got what? through. You made it. Oh, hey, this is Mike from Austin, Texas. Listen, Charlemagne, I got both of your books. They help me. I deal with anxiety horribly. Envy, listen. I listen to you, to your podcast, man. I'm such a big fan. I listen to y'all every morning. Listen, I can't believe it. is this gonna get played later? I'll be able to play this back. Yes, we are gonna play it, sir. What's and we appreciate and we definitely appreciate your support too, my brother. Thank you, man. Man, listen, Hazel, Daddy's on the radio, girl. Look, we get it. Um, oh my gosh. Listen, um, oh god. I, I just had to ask the question though. Um, Envy, you're, you're coming out to Houston, Texas. I've been a single daddy for ten years, taking care of my daughter. You have the seminar coming. Um, I was trying to see. I, I'm not really trying to ask for a hand up, but, you know, I'm letting my project start, and I am. You know, if you don't have one scratch your ticket, I understand, and I respect it. Um, I'm going to figure out a way to, to, to hustle it up and get over to Houston um, for the seminar. Um, if, if you do, then that would be, you know, something awesome. I've been I've been trying to figure out all morning how to not sound like a sucker if I got through. That it's just the truth. I, I could use the helping hand. All Envy can say is it. no. But what are you going to say, Envy? Well, yes, I am doing a seminar, a real estate seminar out But that's not the question. The question Um, is, are you going to bless this man with some tickets to that seminar We're teaching real estate. We're bringing everybody from credit repair people to lenders, hard money lenders, unconventional lenders. Are you going to answer this question? Can he get those tickets? And uh, me and Caesar will be talking and breaking down how to do it. He just said he listens to you guys all the time. He listens to your podcast. And I'm so glad that you... He's going to bring Caesar some food. Give him a ticket, please. And I'm so glad that you listen to the podcast. And I can't wait to see you at the seminar, brother. Man, bless that man with some tickets, Come man. On, I just said I can't wait to see him at the seminar. Nah, 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 that ain't you the same. You don't even know his name. What's your name, sir? Mike. Mike. Okay, so put Mike on the list. Mike, I will pay for your ticket to the seminar, Mike. Yay! Yes. Can I get a plus one? Oh, no. Pressure works. No. No, I don't need a plus one. Just me. That's all I need is the knowledge. I got you, Mike. What, what Mike do I need who? To do now? Um, Mike just Mike, hold on. Come up Mike. and what say your name is Mike. Now, name, Mike. <laughs> what you need to do now is if the Popeye's chicken sandwich is sold out in your area, go buy two for Caesar. My all right? Shut hold up. <laughs> Mike, I'll see you at the seminar, all right? All right, all right. Hold all right. on, hold on. I'll get your information, all right? Oh, man, we lost him. Oh, man. Hold on, man. If you want more information about the seminar, just hit me up or click the link in my bio and that'll give you all the information. Hey, right? Caesar losing weight, too, though, by the way. He lost about 80, I think like 86 I, pounds. I, I see it in his pictures. 800. Still chunky, but he losing weight. He, hey, he got time. He got a little time. Absolutely. 800-585-1051. Get it off your chest. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Wake up, wake up. Wake your ass this is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Hello. Hey, what's your name? Hey, this is Tina from Atlanta. Hey, Tina, get it off your chest. Hey, you guys want to say good morning to Charlemagne and Angelique, but especially you, Envy. 
Listen, I have a 24-year-old son. He is completely into music, and I've been trying to get him a little bit more motivated to do some other things. And I really kind of hitting up against a brick wall. But one day he came to me and said, Mom, I want to look into real estate. And I was like, okay, son, let's go ahead and let's jump in and see what we can do. But honestly, it was like the blind leading the blind. Yeah, he started going to all these little um, <laughs> seminars and things. And, we, you know, he's come back still confused. But, you know, he listened to you all every morning. And you came to Atlanta some months ago. So he came. And I don't know what you said or what you did or whatever it was. He hasn't stopped talking about his first property, what he's going to do. And he's just super duper excited about it. That's and beautiful. he told me he's going to try and purchase his first property at the beginning of the year. And I mean, for me, that's like everything. Because, you know, you want to see your kids be successful. Right. And um, like whatever it is you said to him, whatever you're doing, and your seminars, look, you, 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 you getting there. You, you're blessing to people because these young men are listening to you. There you go, Envy. Envy out here changing lives. So well, that's what it's about, man. Well, thank you, Mama. And and that's what it's about. And and is all we're trying to do is teach the community about owning our own property. So many of us been rent for 30, 40, 50 years. We have nothing to pass on to our kids. There's no generational wealth. So what we're doing up here is we're really promoting that, you know, uh, owning this first property, teaching them how to do it at a young age so they know. Because the first thing they think is, I can't do it. I can't afford to do it. But that's, if, if you listen to the show every day, yeah, we talk a lot of ish about people and we do a lot of fun things. But if you really listen, you know, I really push real estate to the kids. You know, Angela Yee really pushes entrepreneurship. Charlamagne really pushes mental health because we really try to help our community. And Can we, I ask and we you appreciate a you, Mama. Yes. Is he still pursuing his music career? Yes, he is. He okay. is. It's, it's just something else he's adding to his portfolio. And I'm just so proud of him. He's 24. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm proud. He is still pursuing his music career here in Atlanta. Um, but like I said, I'm always working on him. You always want to build yourself and make yourself better. You know, it's good to have the music, but you want to have something else as well. And Absolutely. And I found this new, this new passion for real estate and, um, like, I, I couldn't be happier, you know? That's yeah. what it is, Mama. I really consider it a blessing. So thank you so much You're welcome, for sharing your passion. I listen to you all just about every single morning. I love you. I think you're amazing. Charlemagne, I definitely hear you on, you know, the mental health things. I've actually started getting some classes. I mean, not some, with some sessions in myself. That's and beautiful. Actually, I can never, ever get in touch with you during your session when I want to talk to you. But we'll go there another day. All I right. love you guys. You guys have a blessed day and keep doing what you're doing. You are going to be truly blessed for it. Take care, love. And we that's right, why you. we do radio. I don't give a damn what y'all be saying on social media. I don't give a damn what y'all be calling up here complaining about. That's why we do radio. Absolutely. And that's why I tell y'all, kiss my black ass. If you don't like what we do. All right. Okay. Lady almost made me cry up, tear for a little bit. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, you can hit us up at any time. Nayib, we got rumors on the way? Yes, let's talk about Miss Peck. She's been on this show, on The Breakfast Club, a few times. And, you know, she has a comedy uh, that's coming. We'll tell you who got casted in that comedy. Also, let's talk about a couple who has posed nude for Playboy. All right, we'll get into that when we come back. Keep it locked. And shout out to Miss Pat, man. Miss Pat hits me all the time to mm -hmm. check up on me. That's what the up, homie. Pat? That's the homie right there. Salute to Miss Pat. Rumors on the way. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. It's DJ MV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Good morning.
Hey, let's good get morning. to the rumors. Let's talk Playboy. Why did you say Playboy? Today? It's about time. Wow. Some this is the rumor report. This is the rumor report with Angela Yee on Drum the just, Breakfast Club. Drum just turned to Envy and said Playboy. Playboy, take that, take that. All right, now Kylie Jenner has posed nude for Playboy with Travis Scott, and that is for their pleasure issue. She posted a picture of the two of them together when Houston meets L.A. at Playboy hashtag coming soon. So it should be interesting uh, to see the two of them together. I think Playboy isn't as risque as it used to be. It's more about the articles now, right? I've always read Playboy for the articles. Okay. Really? Yeah, everybody does. Okay. <laughs> Everyone. All right, now let's talk about the family some more. Kim Kardashian, her Skims. If you guys remember, she had to change the name, and the name of the company is now Skims, and that's kind of the Spanx shapewear that line that she has. So just to put it into perspective, right, when Spanx first launched in their first year, they made $4 million in profits. Well, Skims sold $2 million in product within the first few minutes of it going live on Tuesday. I'm dropping the clues bombs with Kim Kardashian. As much as y'all claim to hate those goddamn Kardashians, boy. Clearly, uh... Somebody's so, lying in clearly, the pockets. Exactly. Social mm-hmm. media is not the market because somebody lying. Right? Y'all claim to hate her on social media, but in real life, they win it. So everything sold out in a couple of minutes, so they're restocking. Looks like it's a success so far. All right, now let's discuss Vince Herbert. That's Tamar Braxton's ex-husband. He's been up here a couple of times. Mm -hmm. And now he is being accused of not paying up to $4 million that he owes Sony Music. Now they said Sony is back in court because he owed uh, $2.3 million in a, a lawsuit that they brought against him back in 2017. They said they hired him to find new talent. They advanced him money that was supposed to be recouped. Instead, he didn't do anything, didn't pay back the advance, blew off the lawsuit, and now he has a default judgment of $3.7 million. They said no portion of that judgment has been satisfied. He's continuing to accrue interest, and he's also been living a very lavish life and making up all these shell companies. So he's been doing things like he has a house in Calabasas, and he had a shell company, and once they found out that entity was related to Vince Herbert, they did try to serve documents to get him to pay up, but instead he sold that home, and those proceeds went to uh, pay down other creditors, but not to pay down that judgment. So now they're saying he owes all of this money, and he also was recently evicted from his penthouse in L.A. As an executive, don't all, isn't your only job to sign artists, though, right? Well, yes, he also paid back the money, and he hasn't paid back yet to recoup that money that they advanced you. Even when you sign artists and you give the money to artists for advances? Yeah, I thought that that was their loss. I didn't think you had to pay that back. If they invest in you and it don't work, it don't work. I I don't know know what artists he signed. Unless he did something different with the money, unless they gave him the yeah, money for artists been, and he just... He didn't sign They said no that he's yeah. been spending that money just living a lavish lifestyle. Oh, yeah, then he got to get that back. He didn't sign no He can't just live, the, you know, just living the life, buying cars, jewelry, and taking expensive trips and be like, see, now nah, he can't do that. He probably now. launched record labels and didn't sign no artists. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Listen, a couple of people I know ended up working for him and they said things went very left very quickly. All right, Michael Jordan is donating $1 million to the Bahamas for Hurricane Dorian relief. He got it. He said, I'm devastated to see the destruction that Hurricane Dorian has brought to the Bahamas where I own property and visit frequently, which is very true. I remember going to the Cove and they said that he would be there uh, frequently with Charles Oakley gambling. And they showed us the room where he would always go in and gamble. He said, my heart goes out to everyone who is suffering and to those who have lost loved ones. So far, they say at least 50 people are confirmed dead and thousands of people are still unaccounted for. So you can expect to see that number rise. And shout out to Sidney Torres. He's a, a friend of mine I met through Larry Morrow that owns the Cove. And I, I know he's doing a lot to 
try to get that community back up and running so that uh, people can have a place to live and eat. So shout to them as well. All right. Now, Tammy Roman is going to be a series regular on Miss Pat's comedy, The Miss Pat Show on Hulu. We heard about that first from Lee Daniels and from Miss Pat herself. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be based on her stand-up comedy and her memoir about a convicted, a former convicted felon turned suburban mom. She's going to actually play Pat's sister Denise. Drop on the clues bombs for Miss Pat, man. Shout out to Pat. To see a plan come together because that show uh, was first signed at Fox and it didn't go at Fox and then it ended up in limbo and it ended up on Hulu and now the pilot is being shot. So salute to Miss Pat. Very deserving. Absolutely. All right. Well, I'm Angela Yee and that is your rumor report. All right. Thank you. Yee. Now we got front page news. Next, what are we talking about? Yes, today is 9-11, and we'll tell you what, what will be happen- happening today in remembrance of those who lost their lives on 9-11. All right. After. We'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Are you finally playing Make the Stallion? Yeah. yeah. Took long enough. How long How long is that recommend? <laughs> it's, it's almost, it's, it's an, it'll be number one this week. Okay, we're dropping the clues bombs for Make the Stallion. There you go. They, play that, they should play that song with her and uh, the baby. That sorry. was it. That oh. was it. Sorry we, a little, sorry we a little late. A little late. <laughs> we never played a uh, big old freak. We didn't. No. What about pole dancing? Definitely not. <laughs> well, I mean, we started late. Wale. Anyway, let's get to uh, front page news. What we start with you? Well, today is nine eleven, and today the nation will stop to remember the 18th anniversary of the terror attacks that happened back in 2001. So they are going to have a annual name reading ceremony that's going to start at 8:39 a.m. That will continue for approximately four hours until about 12.30 p.m. During that memorial, all the names of the 2,983 men and women and children who died in 2001 on the attacks will have their names read. Now, if you want to go, it's only open to victims' families, but you can watch video of the ceremony. You can also stream that online. There will be six moments of silence planned during the ceremony, two for the moment that the plane struck each tower and two for the times that each tower fell, one for the moment the Pentagon was hit and another from when the plane crashed in Shanksville, Pennsylvania. This year will also be the first time they have the ceremony at a new memorial, which will line the outside of the World Trade Center. Uh, Donald Trump is scheduled to participate in the Pentagon Observance Ceremony in Arlington, Virginia, and there will be a moment of silence at the White House today as well. They also did install this spring six granite slabs in the Memorial Plaza that will honor the firefighters and police officers and other people who died from exposure to toxins that happened after the attacks. Yeah, condolences to everyone who lost someone during 9-11. Mm-hmm. Uh, they say time heals all wounds. I highly doubt that. You just learn to live with the pain and trauma. Uh, salute to my guy Pete Davidson who lost his father during 9-11. Salute to mm-hmm. all the firefighters, police officers. Uh, first responders from that day. Um, and salute to John Stewart for pushing the 9-11 uh, Victims Fund on Capitol Hill right. this year. You know, that was something that I don't think uh, got the props it deserves, but salute him for that. Mm-hmm. All right, now, we talked about this viral video of a woman, Sally, cutting off Kobe Richardson's dreads, and a lot of people were talking about this is an organization that Jay-Z's Rock Nation donated $200,000 to in Chicago, and people had issues with this white woman cutting off this young black man's hair like it would help his life. Afterward, well, Kobe Richardson has uh, been speaking out. He's the young man whose dreads were cut off. And he was on Angie Martinez's show, and he wanted to explain what was going down. Do you feel like you have to, um, I don't know, defend her now? Um, yes, I do, because they making the scene, they paint, trying to paint an image of her, of some she's not. She's a nice woman. You know, people should get to meet her before they try to accuse or say she this and that. Like, mm-hmm. you don't know her. Like, she didn't been there for us through lots. It's been times where I didn't have no food at home, and I can call on Sally, 
and she, okay, honey, I will be there for a few minutes to come get you so we can go get this or that for you. Listen, man, people are still talking about this. Uh, you just have to put blinders on and do the work. Stop reacting to social media. If you're out here working, keep working. Don't listen to these people on social media. It's all a distraction. Did, did that lady have some cultural blind spots? Yes. Does it discredit all the work she's been doing in that community? No. Well, she did apologize for yeah, that. As, as she has some cultural blind spots. She can't just ignore it. Why not? She did apologize because you do have to respond to things when you're in the limelight like that and you're doing work in the community. That lady was not in the limelight. That, I mean, she is now. Uh, when when you get two hundred thousand dollars donated to your nonprofit and you get called out for something, I don't. I think it's only right that you do acknowledge it and apologize. There's well, nothing wrong with well, that. Well, for all the Sallies of the world and everybody else out here doing the work, just keep doing the work. Put blinders on, because the people who aren't doing anything gonna always have something to say. Right. All right. Well, that is front page news. Now, when we come back, shout to Malik Yobam. Uh, I think last week there was a story that uh, came out. Malik Yobam did an interview and said that he was attracted to trans women. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, the, the story went crazy. People were bullying his kids and he was trying to explain himself, so he called me and said he wanted to come up here and have a conversation where he could, where we could just talk. And I said, nope. And the reason I said nope is because that's not a conversation that we should have alone. Correct. Because, you know, when you're having conversations about a certain community, you mm-hmm. should have people from that community in the room. We have all Correct. these talks about diversity and creating space for our people, but then you got a room full of white people trying to say what black people are into, a room full of men trying to say what women are into. So if we're going to have a conversation about said community, we should have people from that community in here. That's right. So we're bringing up with Malik Yoba, David John. David Johns. Nala He's the executive Toussaint. director for the National Black Justice Coalition. Nala Toussaint and Carmen Carrera. Mm-hmm. So we'll talk to all of them, and we're just going to have an open conversation. Hopefully we can talk to them and ask them whatever questions so we know, because sometimes we just don't know what to say. We don't know what to address. We don't know what's right, what's wrong, what we can say, what is hurtful, what is painful, what causes uh, trauma. So we're going to have this open by conversation. The way, it's still black people at the end of the day. You know what I'm saying? So it's really just black people having a conversation about some things we may not necessarily understand about each other. Correct. That's all right. It. So we'll kick it with them when we come back. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Now, uh, last week, Charlemagne and I were uh, doing a story. Angela Yee was out in uh, Central Pay. Yes. And Charlemagne and I were confused with different things that we can say, different things that we could talk about when we were talking about uh, transgender. We were talking about a story from Malik Yoba, who's here. And he called me and said, Envy, I want to come and I want to have a conversation. We also reached out to our good brother, Damon, who's been up here a couple of times. David Johns. Mm-hmm. And said, let's have this conversation, a serious conversation where we can ask questions. It's not a joke. But we can learn and understand everything that's going on because we don't know. Let's I don't have an know. educated conversation. An educated conversation, yes. right. So let's let's get right into it. You, you, you brought somebody with you, and, and Malik, you brought somebody with you as well. So introduce your guest, please. Yeah, I'll let Brother Yoba go first. No, I'm going to let you go first, brother. <laughs> Sound like a Muslim, Brother uh, Yoba. <laughs> you want a bean pie, uh, brother? No, yeah. Uh, so yeah. for those who don't know, again, appreciate the invitation. I'm David Johns. I lead the National Black Justice Coalition. Uh, we are intentional and unapologetic in standing at the intersections of racial equity and LGBTQIA+, and same-gender-loving equality. And I want to be clear uh, that... When you guys reported this, uh, and when I considered accepting this invitation, I had to acknowledge that this space and conversations had here have been a source of trauma for some members of the community. Mm-hmm. That's a fact. For trans folks in particular, mm-hmm. right? And, and 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 the struggle was thinking about the best way to ensure that we take advantage of the opportunity that Brother Yoba has provided to make space to have these conversations. Correct. 
And so I both, before we do anything, want to acknowledge both the tra- the trauma as well as y'all leaning into it, listening to it, learning from it, and then making space so that we can heal and do better. Period. Full stop. Mm. I'm all for that. Right. Amen. Uh, touch and agree. We touch and agree. Mind, Amen. Right. And also acknowledging <laughs> that, you know, I'm a black, Samuel loving man, but this is a conversation centering uh, the experiences of our trans and non-binary members of our community. I invited Nala Toussaint, who is a member of our Black Trans Advisory Council. Thank and you for having me, y'all. Thank you for coming. So, yes. yeah, I introduced to my, uh, the impetus actually for a lot of my activity um, in recent months and weeks is my good friend Carmen Carrera, who some folks know from uh, RuPaul's Drag Race, mm-hmm. and she transitioned on, on television. And she's a hero. And actually, Carmen is the person that inspired me or made me self-reflect as a person who thinks that they live authentically and lives in my truth. I realize that when I hang around my friends who are members of the LGBTQ plus community, <laughs> um, they are a lot more authentic than me. Mm. And so World Pride this past June, I thought I was just supporting Carmen on float. Mm-hmm. You know, at first I was just drinking the tequila on the mm-hmm. float inside. Then at a certain point, I decided to sit on top of the float with Carmen. Mm-hmm. And it was that moment as I'm, we're going down Fifth Avenue, in that moment, I felt pride. Mm-hmm. It, it was just a pride for living mm-hmm. and a pride for my people and a pride for the, the, the strength of the people around me. And so we've been working on a number of things. You mentioned trauma, David, uh, which is very, very real for all of our community. And so uh, Carmen and I have a workshop called Love and Trauma, The Trans Experience, which looks at trauma and love from a political perspective, community perspective, family perspective, interpersonal. Um, And so we've been working on that. We've been working on uh, some book projects, some content projects to tell these stories. And uh, I found out about Trans Visibility Visibility March coming up on September 28th. I saw it on Instagram. I hit them up and I said, hey, I want to support and they said, okay, we appreciate you posting. I said, no, no, use my name. I'm going to show up. And they couldn't believe it. They went, why? I said, and I told the story about Carmen. And so I thought that... This was before you had said it. Oh, yeah, anything. Okay, yeah, okay. this was like two weeks ago. Is this considered coming out? Because I, I started to say that just now. I think it's I called stepping up. I think it's called stepping up. I don't think it's about... I think it's called stepping up because there are a lot of black men, and I ain't going to blow up nobody, but we all know who they are, that are in situations where they... Are friends, sometimes lovers, sometimes murderers of trans women. And there has been no other cis black man that, and for those that don't are confused about the language, cis is a, a, a term from chemistry that means two things that exist on one side, right? So for someone like myself who is heterosexual, who loves women, but I love people and I, and I hate to see people suffering. Mm-hmm. It's really, really basic for me. And so it's not about coming out. It's about stepping up and saying, yo, black man, when people want to shame Mr. C or they want to shame Eddie Murphy, they want to shame Teddy Pendergrass, they want to shame folk uh, because of their association with folks. I just felt like, who else is going to be willing to put a target on their back? I don't think Eddie Murphy ever stepped up, though. No, no one has. No one has. That's my point. Oh, Like, just this past weekend, Labor Day weekend, two young people died. And we aren't talking about it. I said you were touched. I covered you to say murder because oftentimes we say die, like, but I think it's we got to say what it is. It's murder. It's not. They they didn't. Yeah, they got murdered. Yes, brutally. Now the conversation came because I guess you did an interview and and out of the interview it said that you were attracted to transgender. Transgender And you know what? So here's so let me just acknowledge all the faux pas I've made. I've been screwing up left and right. Right. 
because I, I thought it started with, oh man, here's a young man getting taunted in the music in a video. Reese Willoughby. Reese Willoughby, that yes. Was really that was in Philly, right? Right. right. Reese was from Philly, right? Was in Philly, yeah. And I see this, I'm like, yo, that could have been me at twenty years old. But this kid is like, yeah, that. I like this. I was like, I wasn't saying that at twenty. Mm -hmm. I knew that I had some feelings inside, like, why is it that if I'm with this, or if I meet a woman, because my first experience meeting a trans woman that I was actually attracted to, but you told me I should use, what did you say I should use? I said we should start transforming the language around attractive because we also have to understand impact versus intent. So when someone hears, like, oh, a trans woman like myself, I hear fetish. Right. So, which is a trip because I didn't know you were trans, right? So I see you in the lobby. Because I we, see, right. I see because it there. Doesn't I see you. I'm like, I see you downstairs. I'm like, yo, that's a beautiful woman. That's what I thought. Mm -hmm. And so, when you told me you were trans, I leaned in to learn, right? And that's what it is. It's like, so my first experience, I was 16 years old in the club. I meet a woman named Carvin Extravaganza. Mm -hmm. I had no idea who she was. I just saw this fine Puerto Rican chick in the corner. And we start talking, and she opens her mouth. I was like, wow. And I leaned in. I was like, who are you? Where are you from? And that was the beginning as a 16-year-old. You go, what, what the hell does that make me? Mm -hmm. And there was no language. Who do I talk Human. to? Because you talk to your boys, they're going to clown you. Right. You're like, yo, what do you mean? I'm like, no, but this is a human being. Like, she said some really interesting things. And I, I mean, I hope Carmen speaks up because this, this woman here is like a unicorn that has been schooling me left and right. Malik, don't say that. Don't yeah. do that. Like little right. things. Like, for also instance, for, yourself. first of all, your nails are fire, by the way. Oh, thank you. Always. I just walked the back of the show yesterday <laughs> for Chromat. Like um, drip. <laughs> For me, I've dealt with a lot of men that are just too afraid. They don't have the language. They're quick to, I guess, pass judgment on other men or on, on trans women, but they're not able to stand up and say, like, yeah, this is what I like. You know, like, for me, I grew up in Jersey. Like, I love hip-hop music. I just, I feel like I am just like everybody else mm -hmm. in my generation, you know? And then mm -hmm. to feel excluded all of a sudden one point in my life when I'm being my 100% authentic self is just wild to me. Mm -hmm. And then the men that are attracted to us that keep us as a secret and are hella abusive, mm -hmm. um, it's a shame, mm -hmm. you know? And we all need love. So when I met Malik, I knew his trans attraction existed. I've heard stories or whatever, but I wanted to see for myself and I wanted to see where his mind was at and I wanted to see where his intentions were being at a pride parade. And I wanted to make a friend, you know? And I wanted to see really like what, how does his mind work? And why hasn't he come out earlier? All right, we have more with Malik Yoba, David John, Nala Tucson, and Carmen Carrera. When we come back, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne Tha God. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Malik Yoba, David John, Nala Tucson, Carmen Carrera. Yee. So, David, here's my question. I know earlier we discussed the term coming out, and that's not the right term to use in this situation. What would be the right language that we should be using? Well, the term we should be using is inviting in. Mm -hmm. the, the thing that, that coming out does, it, it is a, a white people thing. <laughs> it acknowledges that white people get to come out, move to neighborhoods. We've talked about this before. Hollywood, California, Chelsea, New York, Boys Town, Chicago. They then get to draw power from being gay. Most black and Latinx, black and brown, LGBTQIA folks live with other black and brown people. Mm -hmm. Most of us are concentrated in the South, in states where it is legal to discriminate against us based on actual or perceived sexual identity, gender orientation, or gender expression. It is not safe for black trans folks to come out in the way that is otherwise popularly celebrated in most instances. That's why most Pride events over June are white. Mm. Mm. 
That's why most pride stages, the people at the microphone are gay white men. Right. In spite of the reality that there would not be a pride anything, there would not have been a Stonewall resistance without Marsha P. Johnson, a black trans woman, and Sylvia Rivera, a Latinx trans woman, who also then founded a political movement that led to what we just celebrated more recently in terms of civil unions for white folks, mm -hmm. while black folks still can't get jobs or housing and are dying. And so the thing that we have to appreciate is that so much of this is about language. When we say, when did you come out? It, it would work if straight people had to offer up a similar response. But it's usually straight people with their arms folded asking, when did you realize you were weird? <laughs> when you shifted to inviting in, then y'all got to do the work. Let me ask you a question. Y'all got to find a language and be competent. When, when you speak, because, you know, as a kid, you know, we were talking about this the other day at the kid. The term was, let's say, for somebody mentally retarded, that would be the term. But now they're saying you can't use retarded. Right. Even for, as a kid, when you would say somebody small, it'd be a midget, but now it's not the term. So right. when we refer, is it trans woman? Is it transgender? Like, what is the term that we can use that's not offensive? Right. I, so, and that's the important piece about relationship building because everyone identifies differently within the community, right? Mm -hmm. You have some folks who will say transgender woman. You have some folks who will say woman of trans experience because mm -hmm. that's how they feel. And then also you have like, like, when you had Janet Mock, she says some folks reclaim the term tranny. So, like, I know for damn sure you ain't going to call me that, uh -huh. right? Because yeah, I don't feel affirmed by mm -hmm. that. But for some folks, they take power in that, and we shouldn't take that from them. There's also this term non-binary, right? Right. So we know cisgender is a part of the binary construct. Mm -hmm. And if y'all don't know what that means, there's Yeah, Google, please break you know? it down. Well, oh. I was going to ask you. mentioned the term earlier. So we acknowledge that gender is assigned at birth. People assume that they are male or female, right? right? right. And that naturally, right. God says you're going to be this, that, or the other. But the, re the realistic thing that happens is that when babies are born, my sister just delivered twins. Shout out to them, Jackson Jet. <laughs> when right, babies are born, broken. the doctor assigns birth. They pull out instruments. They make educated guesses, right? Like, and sometimes while mm -hmm. babies are in utero, this changes. There are times where a doctor cannot actually make an assignment, and those people are called intersex. To your point, it used to be the term that w that people used to call hermaphrodites, right? right? And so, if you identify with the gender that you were assigned at birth, you're cis, cis. right? If you do not agree because a doctor made a decision based on whatever that doctor was doing at that time, that that is how you identify yourself, how you make sense of your sexual identity, gender rotation, or expression, you are trans. Or and there is a spectrum, mm -hmm. right, mm -hmm. of, of what it means to be trans. Too often, this conversation devolves back into people thinking about whether or not somebody has a penis. Mm -hmm. That's right. It don't have to do with that, which is why I appreciated Malik talking about and using the word attraction. I'm a black, same gender loving man. I love men, but I, I have trans attraction. I know bad black women, cis and trans. And some of this is just about using language you, to make space for people. Do you find yourself people. attracted to cisgender women as well? Yeah. Okay. And the same thing, I think, happens with language around this issue. I make a post, and people think it is their responsibility to call me gay. And but I, Which I understand. Which there's nothing wrong with. Which, so I, I, I agree. Right. I agree. But, but it, it isn't me. What right? do you consider yourself? I just, what do you consider yourself? He's a cisgender man. No, I asked him what he considers himself. I guess great, based off. You guess? Yeah. So there's a gray area there. No. What is You just said yes. Guess. You guess. Right. Like, you guess. You guess. I guess you I'm just straight. Guess. Yeah. Oh, I'm but, straight. See, but here's the thing. So let's. let's <laughs> I'm I'm straight. Straight. No, no, no. You no, don't know what you know until you know it. There might be another word for it. No, but here, let me help you out. Heterosexual. Some of my few, some of my favorite new people in my life are trans men. 
right? Mm-hmm. Teek Milan, who you guys probably yes. know. Yeah, yeah, I had him on my show back in the day. member of our advisory council. I had him on Uncommon Sense back in the day. You know, the dudes from Black Trans TV, Sir Love, Sir Knight, and Love More. Like, I've been watching these dudes, like, feeling like, wow, these are black men. These are black men that have no fellowshipping with other cisgender black men. So I made it a point to reach out to these brothers and say, I want to be friends with you. I want to meet you. Let's sit down and have uh, lunch or coffee, whatever. So I was with Teek about a week ago, two weeks ago. And Teek says, I identify as a queer man. And I'm like, word? Well, yeah, queer for me is, you know, I'm part of the community forever. And, you know, he's saying that it's more of a cultural thing for him. I was like, wow. So, and, and he only dates heterosexual women. So I said to him, I said, well, I identify as a heterosexual male. I love women. And so I ident- I've always identified as a heterosexual male. And so when, when Teek said he identifies as a queer male, I said, so does that mean if we both love heterosexual women, does that mean I need to expand my definition of heterosexuality or do I take on this new term? And so... I'm not comfortable taking on the term of queer because I don't think there's anything queer about me. I live in a world. It could be a political stance. It's it's a political stance. It could be a political stance as well. So I consider myself a heterosexual male Mm -hmm. um, that loves women, period, end of story. Um, I'm not attracted to the male aesthetic. I am not attracted to men. And so that's where... It, it gets very nuanced, I guess, is the word, mm-hmm. right? No, and but not really. Just period, yeah. full stop. Yeah. Uh, uh, What's the, that? The yeah, period, period full, full stop. stop. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we make these things overcomplicated, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I like strawberry ice cream. I know I don't like chocolate ice cream. I know I really like strawberry, not chocolate, because I've tried both, right? Like, what you're saying is I am a cisgendered, identify with the gender that a doctor assigned, heterosexual, mm-hmm. I love women, man. The comma is because we live in a world where trans people are racist, cis and trans. Mm -hmm. You are a black man who loves women of color, cis and trans, period, full stop. Can I ask a question? How do you determine between a fetish and an attraction? So fetish comes as like when you only want to be with that person in the dark. Mm -hmm. You only want to be with that person sexually. You're fetishizing them, right? Rather than being intentional and actually saying, who are you? How can I get to know you? Our community has this rhetoric that creates stigma for particularly black men who can't feel free enough Mm -hmm. to be able to authentic self to love inclusively, to love freely. And so what then end up happening is that stigma promotes that fetishization. Now, is is there a difference when when we talk about name? Because when it fully transitions, let's say, that does that is that a different name that you call opposed to somebody for instance um, I don't understand your question you said fully transition. I'm trying to say help, I'm, help I'm just going to ask a, just, as a question so when you're a man and you transition to a woman right if she still had a so I, this is this is problematic yeah Th- that is problematic because again transness has so little to do with otherwise male determined gen- genitalia mm-hmm. right we got to get we got to get beyond being fascinated with people's mm-hmm. right. period <laughs> that's not what this is about mm-hmm. this conversation is about People's spirits, right. making space for people and how they show up. It ain't got to do with what they got between their legs. All right, we have more with Malik Yoba, David John, Nala Tucson, and Carmen Carrera. When we come back, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne Tha God. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Malik Yoba, David John, Nala Tucson, Carmen Carrera. Charlamagne? I would like to hear from all of y'all on this because I want to know what's wrong with me not caring. Meaning, like, I don't care who... 
what what you identify as. I don't care who you sleep with. Like, mm-hmm. I don't have a problem with it. Like, you're a human being. And that's the piece. When you say you don't, the intention versus impact, when you say, I don't care, it's almost like when right. white people be like, I don't see race. Right. And it's like, is the impact. It's like, how the f- you don't see you race? Support. Like, how you not going to care about race? So it's when I hear when you say you don't care, that's me like you are like a race in my existence. And, and right. at the same time, and failing so to acknowledge right. that you have the privilege of not giving a f- Right. Because you get to show up in spaces where the assumptions people make about you and how you think of yourself and show up in the world are aligned with what they read you as. Right. Mm. But, but you see what I was going to say? is, It's like you, I care, and I'm, I'm going to tell you the reason why I care. It's like uh, when I move into my neighborhood, right? White people all over the neighborhood, right? They already have this preconceived notion about who I am because I came from where I came from. Mm-hmm. And then when they have a conversation with me, it changes. But the thing is, it's like, we got to be able to have that conversation right. and not be like, well, I didn't like the way you said that. Because honestly, from myself and I'm no Charlemagne is, we don't know. That's why I was like, well, nobody the conversation does. is important, it's but I don't feel important. like nobody should have to explain this. I agree. So no, let, but me the, say, but, let me say this, though, because I also, I feel like what gets missed in you saying I don't care is that it is, it is not a barrier for you. You see yes. people who right. they you are, lose, you, don't you engage with, the, it is not the thing that you would otherwise use to dismiss somebody or discount them. Absolutely. Say that. Comment in, in Nala. Um, because Malik mentioned 10 years old. And another thing that we discussed is, like, is that too young to make that kind of decision? But, but again, you got to remember, the decision is made for us. As, as, uh, as uh, Brother David was saying, is that the assumption about who you are is assigned to you by the doctors of your genitalia. Mm-hmm. Mm. So... But you, you got, know who you are. To the extent that one right. can. That's what it is. And that's why, because we we did have a whole conversation about this, and you identify with what you identify as. Mm-hmm. At the if point at which you are able to do so. So yeah. some of this right. is, so to be clear, what, what the science says developmentally is that kids as young as five years of age, I taught kindergarten, it happens around that age, are starting to make sense of who they are in the world around them. So, so, to, to yeah, so what like about that, y'all? When, when, did y'all when did y'all... I don't know. Like I'm not one of you the wrong language. Tell me, tell you, me why. Let me ask why. Why is this important for you? Yeah. Why is this important for you? Why you gotta know the when and the why, why is it important for you? And um, only because of the 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 youth aspect to it. You know what I'm saying? Like only because when you see young kids identifying as different genders, I'm wondering if they really feel that way or now they have the choices. When did you know you those. were what you are? I don't know. It's a good question. Why do you expect <laughs> us to be able to offer up a similar story? I never you thought know, about never it. Thought? So this is yeah. again the problem that, that we're talking about, right? Like these assumptions, and we play these things out without thinking through the impact, right? Like that that process is intimate. It, it can run time. I, I I have been in relationships with women before identified as the same gender loving black man. It's not only complicated as f- it's not something that people should be expected to regurgitate on command, especially when you can't do it. Right. So, Malik, after everything that's happened, how do you feel? I feel like the freest in America. Mm-hmm. That's good. Well, that's why most people hate us, to be clear. Let me you something. That's why most people hate us. Yeah. You know, that was the one secret of my life. That was it. When you walk among your own people and you know that they have a question about your integrity and everyone's giving you the side eye, mm-hmm. the people that used to give you the love, that's a very interesting feeling. Mm. And one of the things that I've learned in my own public persecution and vilification is no matter how bad it was for me with people talking shit, it ain't as bad as yep, it is for y'all. That. Okay, correct me if I'm wrong. They said you told the general public before you told your kids. Um, that is not true. Okay. That is not true. But your kids were getting problems now after this, like in school. Yeah, I think the mother of your child is the one who put that out there. Who? Was it the mother of your child? Who was that? 
I don't know her name. I don't know either. <laughs> oh, and also I want to. I want to just, just cut uh, you off. He just cut you off. No, 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 I'm saying go ahead. No, 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 no Hold on, come on, that's ignorance. He never apologizes for anything. That's not true. I do apologize if I'm, if I'm wrong. I don't want to hurt people intentionally. Now, now you know, because you know, I, I'm, communi I'm community, so like, Thank you for apologizing and moving forward. I think what intentional, what intentional like apology looks like is like practice because the positive side is that trans people have been co contributing to the black community. Always. We got two black trans politicians right now who are supporting bills to make sure that all black people are free. Mm -hmm. Us being uh, trans does not mean we give up our black car, as Monica Roberts would say. Mm -hmm. right. right? Like, we're still black and. And the and part is important, and this conversation is important because there are spaces where we don't have access to the same rights and privileges as everybody right. else. And I think that's part of it. Like like we said, you know, part of it is having this space so we can have these conversations. Yeah. And, that, and just like anybody else, like if we say something foul or we say something wrong, call us and check us. And yeah. I think it's important and, and, to educate and, and, yourself, and I'm sure too. David has done it, and Malik can do that with us, and you can do this as well. Like, the same thing, like, <laughs> the whole thing is we have to be here together. But I just I, thank you all for giving uh, Yeah, I think it's important. Yeah. And I do want to say that it is important for us to educate ourselves, too, because we do have a platform. So when we have these discussions, it's not always okay to just be like, well, I don't know, because there's definitely ways that you can do your research and find out people's experiences and find out the right terminology that you should be using and look those things up so that we're not just blind when we have certain and read the global happening. we also have to give grace right like this stuff That's is right. not easy the the, mm -hmm. the latin root of the word education is educare it means to draw out this process of learning and being challenged and trying new things and adopting new language is difficult and people are going to make mistakes right. and so it's incumbent upon us again acknowledging the collective trauma that we've experienced right. as a result of transatlantic enslavement white supremacy and anti-blackness and all this other shit that we're mired in to give each other grace right well, we and I don't think people giving up this. that uh, coming out lingo only because that Diana Ross song is so fire, bro. <laughs> like, come on, Dave. Right. Like, come so on. Me, so me and Lil Nas X gonna do a song about inviting in and that shit go right. You might Somebody, have to. Lil Nas X, holler at your boy. Yo, yo, my final thought. And someone just said this to me the other day. But see, why people love gay people's products? This is like, see, the contradiction can be about. I love gay people. No, see, people love and celebrate the things that gay people do, but they want to demonize us and talk about it. I love black gay men. In the same way that, like, white people will adopt, rape, be profited off of our culture and then Box don't want anything to do with black people. Stuff. And then cis hetero black folks don't understand how the two are connected. I love black gay I just, they're hilarious, they're smart. I just do. I don't know what to tell you. I think they're all different. It's not and a I'm right. And I'm also a little confused <laughs> because a lot of them call me cis. So I don't know if it's because of cisgender. No, or... sissy. They call you sissy. That's sure. <laughs> no, that's sissy. not right. That's no, that's gotta be a flirt. Stop stick up for me. Don't let him talk to me like that. No one is. Well, actually, we at some point we got to talk about that too, right? In, in the same way, black queer men, as same gender loving men, men who have sex with men, whatever, can't stand in the space of demanding to be respected in our identity and then misgender straight brothers. Right. Right. Well, we appreciate you guys for joining us. And, and let's just say we, uh, we care from now on instead that we just don't care. Yeah. We care. And ju don't forget. Well, we can, I'm going to say what Common said. Let people love not who they to love. Care, but acknowledge, the, acknowledge right. it as well. Right? Like, I, I, I don't care 
who you sleep with because I honor you as a person that's fully it. without yeah, an explanation or apology. That's, all, that's what I be saying. Tell the whole And don't the whole forget, statement. September 28th is the Trans Visibility March. So On we, DC. On, on DC. And so on the 27th, meet. we're doing our workshop, yes. Love and Trauma. So we need all the and support. And October 8th, there's a Supreme Court rally uh, around a title, of seven, title seven. There's a piece of legislation that, again, would allow employers to be able to fire trans folks or people they think are trans uh, and others um, uh, without impunity. Where's that rally? Uh, in Washington, D.C., oh, in front of the Supreme well. Court. Yeah. Yeah. Just so the we'll marches to change legislation. Yes, it's okay. about the policy. It's really about the policy and rights. And, you know, obviously, we have a huge election the coming up next act. year, and, and we have an administration that doesn't give to... About anybody. Exactly. Poor and white everything will be on National Black Justice Coalition's website. page. Yep. Uh, website. Okay. NBJC.org and NBJC on the move across digital platforms. Well, thank, thank you, you guys that. so much again. Thank you. Thank and we're going to leave this uh this, this place open for you guys. So whenever you guys want to come up here, please. David, my God, man. Appreciate thank you. Yep. I appreciate y'all. Thank, thank you all. Thank you so much. as well. And you guys are invited as well. Please. Carmen. And Nyla, Jesus for don't life. Say you guys. Jesus for life. Yeah, You're right. Let's matter. Everybody, you guys. Yo, bro, I got a question for you, man. What? Yo, shut up, son. I don't want to hear nothing from you this morning. I got a question for you, bro. I don't want you to turn this left. Okay? Salute to David Johns and Nyla and Carmen and Malik Yoba for coming. What are you? Um, I don't know. Cisgendered, uh, heterosexual male? That's right. That's correct, right? You think you're straight. Man, I don't know. Okay. I'm, I'm okay. old school. You ask me, I'm straight. Okay? When did you know but that? In 2019, my whole oh, life. Oh, okay, in 2019. In, 2000, in, in 2019, <laughs> okay. I, I might be a bunch of other words. All right. It's straight just don't apply no more. I'm a cisgendered, heterosexual male. What are you? I'm Rashawn Casey. I, I don't know. No, you're not. That's the name somebody gave you. Listen, salute to uh, them for coming, though. Yeah, right? salute to them for, for I, coming. I don't I don't understand the trans world, but I understand their right to exist. And that's all that matters. All right, well, let's get to the rumors. Let's uh, talk. Malik Yoba. It's time, time, time. She's spilling the tea. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Now, that interview, when you go see it on YouTube, is a lot longer than what you heard on The Breakfast Club this morning. Hour and 15 minutes. But one thing that Malik Yoba did address was his fraternity, Phi Beta Sigma, removing him from his youth leadership role. Here's what he had to say in the interview. It's very painful when you sit in the eye of the storm and people come for you. Like my fraternity, well, my former fraternity, I'm going to blow him up right now. Phi Beta Sigma, Sigma. We had an executive director that was murdered like that young woman you're talking about. He was gay. He was running for public office in Louisiana. Even within an organization like Phi Beta Sigma, that slogan is culture for service and service for humanity, no one stepped up as brothers. brothers. And so as I've gone through my storm, those brothers didn't step up for me. They stepped away. Mm. And, so, and, they, and they publicly acknowledged that. Right. Some brothers in the organization have hit me up and said, yo, that is a travesty. Because within the leadership of this organization right now, there's inappropriate behavior. Hypocritical, said, not inappropriate. This is what a hypocritical, right. And so at what point do we get really comfortable being uncomfortable That's right. so that we can make everybody comfortable? Yeah, and we 
Okay, so what ended up happening was, according to the Sigmas, they did feel it was necessary to take precautions to protect their values and reputation. He was serving as an honorary member of that historic black fraternity. He was named the spokesperson earlier this year, and he was supposed to be giving mentorship to preteen and teenage males through social, cultural, and educational enrichment. But there were accusations against him that were made by Mariah Lopez Ebony on Facebook. Uh, she titled it Surviving Malik Yoba. We had sex when I was just a teen. And they felt like stepping away uh, because of these accusations. So we'll tell you more. He did address this in a freestyle as well. Who did a freestyle? Malik Yoba. You got it? Uh, when we come back. Okay. We'll do that in the next hour. But Yo, it's so funny to watch dudes from the hood who was listening to that interview hit me up and <laughs> ask me questions. Like, one man said, peace, good morning, bro. I know the interview is pre-recorded, but what are the extra letters that they, they added to the LGBT community? I'm still confused, but still listening. And that's all you're supposed to do. Listen. Okay? Mm-hmm. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know that. Let me see. I don't know the extra letters. Plus. Yeah, a lot huh? of people hit me too. Plus. What do you mean plus? Like no it's Disney LB- screaming service. I think it's Nick, like LGBTQ. Plus, he said plus. Yeah, I think, he did say plus. I think Malik said plus. Huh? Mm-hmm. You confused? Yes. Yeah, Somebody just asked me. So, so it's LGBTQ plus now? Q. It's LGBTQIA plus. What's IA? Man, don't none of y'all know what y'all talking about. Y'all just ain't even doing the alphabet. Eddie just walked in here and said A, B, C, D, E, F, G and started pointing at me. I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, that is your rumor report. All right. Charlemagne. Yes. Who are you giving your donkey to this week? Well, uh, there's a letter. Uh, LG. The G stands for Giant. As in Giants fan. We'd like them to come to the front of the congregation. We'd like to have a word with them this morning. Uh-oh. I don't think okay. I like where this is going. No, you may not. Okay? All the right. Giants fans are silly. All right? All and we're right. going to have a conversation about how silly y'all are. Because if this is y'all mindset after the first game of the season, boy, y'all in for a long, long season. All right. We'll get into that next. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Drum, turn my mic on. Jesus. Donkey of the day for Wednesday, September 11th. uh, Goes to a fan of one of the most trash-ass teams in the entire NFL. Shut up. Uh, The New York, this season, they will not really be good at football giants. All right? The man's name is Tobias Gray, and he was arrested and charged with simple and domestic assault and threatening police officers uh, at the time of his arrest. Now, this is an amazing story because it warms my cold heart to see a Giants fan in handcuffs wearing a Giants jersey and Giants jacket. Now, all you, um, if you don't know, you, you should know that on Sunday, the Cowboys uh, destroyed the New York Giants. The mm. Giants suffered a crushing defeat, an embarrassing beatdown. They were conquered. They were overcome, overpowered, vanquished by America's team, my team, the Dallas Cowboys. Drop on the clues bombs for my Dallas Cowboys. Okay. Uh, Tobias Gray was traumatized because of the 35-17 ass-whipping they received at the hands of my Cowboys on Sunday because he knows that it's going to be more of those ass-whippings handed out throughout the season from various teams. And, you know, I tell you all the time, hurt people hurt people. Trauma is real. And if you don't deal with your trauma, you will end up redistributing that pain to others, okay? If you don't heal what hurt you, you will bleed on people who didn't cut you. And that's exactly what Tobias Gray did. Now, let the record show what Tobias Gray got arrested for has nothing to do with my Dallas Cowboys, all right? This has to do with a team that the Giants have beaten twice in the Super Bowl. Do you know who that is, Envy? You're a Giants fan. Do you know who that is? 
Patriots. Yeah, the defending six-time Super Bowl champions, the New England Patriots, okay? The Giants fans know that regardless of what happens for the rest of NFL history, they can always say they beat the Patriots twice in the Super Bowl. Twice. Correct. So why are you mad? Okay, trust me, as a Dallas Cowboy fan for years, we sucked. And when we sucked, I would just lean into the fact that we are five-time Super Bowl champions. Who cares if we won those in the 90s, okay? Those are small details. So Giants, y'all have to do the same thing, all right? The Patriots are still winning. They're probably going to the Super Bowl again this year. If you're a Giants fan, just lean into that fact that y'all beat them twice in the Super Bowl and keep it moving. But Tobias Gray isn't able to do that because Tobias is too busy focusing on what the Patriots are doing now. All right, would you like to know why this loser-ass Giants fan got arrested? Let's go to WBZ-CBS4 for the report, please. New York Giants fan is accused of threatening to shoot people at Gillette Stadium. Prosecutors say that he was actually upset over the Pats' newest signing. Tobias Gray appeared in court today wearing a Giants jersey. And police say that he posted a threat on Facebook that he wanted to shoot random people at Gillette. The man's attorney tells us that he didn't mean the Facebook post as a threat, adding that he's a Giants fan who's upset that the Patriots will be that much better with Antonio Brown. The 44-year-old faces charges for simple and domestic assault and threatening police officers at the time of his arrest. In the now deleted post from Gray's Facebook, it read in part, you might as well hand them the ring now. If I ever get my hands on a gun, which I don't have one yet, but I'm looking, I will go shoot random people at Foxborough. That's how you're feeling? No. That's how mm. Giants fans feel? No. You should have just tasered him. You threatened to shoot up Gillette Stadium because they signed Antonio Brown? Huh? <laughs> I mean, nope. that, that, that's really? Okay, Giants fans, it's, it's too early in the season to be losing it, all right? If this is the reaction after week one, what is going to be the mindset by week eight when y'all are one and seven, all right? What's going to be the mindset at the end what of the year beat? when y'all are two and 14, all right? Do we have to add Giants fans to the list of domestic terrorists in America? Huh? Listen, Giants fans, I want to tell y'all something, man. Uh, losers focus on winners while winners focus on winning. It's still early in the season. Relax. Okay? You don't know what could happen. This too shall pass. Eli Manning might can't pass anymore, but this season will. Mm. All right? Please give Tobias Gray the sweet sounds of the Hamiltons. Oh, now you are the donkey mm. of the day. Ooh, you are the donkey of the day. Yeehaw. At least Envy's not a diehard Giants fan. That, that he's not. I was looking at his picture, though. Put his picture back up. Can we play a game of guess what race it is, even with his picture? <laughs> what is What is he? He's black. Think he's black? Or Dominican. There you go. Just wanted what? you to say it. I didn't want to, I didn't want to, I didn't want to say it, and I wasn't sure. I just making sure. I know your cousins when I see them. <laughs> Shut up, <laughs> I know your cousins want to see him. Oh, get goodness. your cousins. Right. Go get your cousin, Envy. All right. Thank you for that donkey of the day, I guess. Up next, ask ye. 800-585-1051. If you need relationship advice or any type of advice, call ye now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Here's some real advice with Angela Yee. It's Ask Ye. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. It's time for Ask Yee. Hello, who's this? Morning, it's Janan. Hey, what's up? What's your question for Yee? My question is: Is it smarter to stay in a job because it's currently making you the money, 
or is it smarter to go with your heart and do find something that you really want to do? I'm working in a job right now. Mm-hmm. I'm in sales, and it's one of those like it's a constant movement. It's a constant. You have to make sure you hit. You got to make sure you hit. You got to make sure you hit. You know, and it's like I don't know if it's what I'm supposed to do in life. But okay. if I don't do it, then I can't pay my bills. Well, first of all, there's nothing better in life when you can have something that you do that pays your bills that you also enjoy doing, and that is possible, right? And sometimes that doesn't happen for us right away. Now, do you know what it is that you want to do? I really want to go back to school, um, mm-hmm. and I really want to go into early childhood education. Okay. Um, I think that we have, like, a we need some more teachers of color, especially in neighborhoods mm-hmm. where they are predominantly kids of color in that neighborhood. But my only issue is that I had I went to school previously and I have student loans that I have to pay back and I can't go back to school because I have to pay back my student loans and pay back money to the school in order for me to even take more classes. You so know, it's like a, a situation where I'm kind of stuck. Right. Uh, first of all, never feel like you're stuck in a situation. Uh, and I will say this. I know a lot of times when you work in education, and I'm trying to do some research on that right now, uh, there are grants that will help pay for your student loans. And even sometimes when you go work at a place, they'll help you work out your student loans. When- that is correct, but it's only correct if you don't have any previous loans. I already went to school, actually, for mass communications broadcasting. I wasn't able to finish completely. I need more... <laughs> It's so bad. They get you in these homes where it's like if you don't finish right away and you try to go back to school, they don't give you any loans. Do you they not, do not give you any loans. How much more do you owe on your loans? So in order for me to even finish my classes, I have to pay ten grand to the school. Okay. Plus so my student loans for for my degree was forty grand. Thirty like thirty eight grand. Mm-hmm. So it's like in order for me to go back to school, I have to pay the ten grand back to the school, but then I'll be stuck with more loans because I already have like thirty eight, forty grand in debt. Okay, because they do have the teacher loan forgiveness program, but you said you can't have any previous loans in order to be eligible for that. Yep. Okay, so I recommend this: set goals for yourself. If this is something that you know you want to do and you have to work out whatever payment plans, maybe there's a low-interest loan that you can take out to pay off those student loans so that you don't have those student loans anymore, and then you can work out a payment with that, and then at that time you can go to school and then work under a teacher loan forgiveness program once that's paid off. But I think there's always solutions to what it is. At least you have in your mind what it is that you want to do. Now you just have to solve those problems and set those goals for yourself. I know, but I'm telling you. Don't make excuses either. No, for $10,000 alone, they will not give it to you for education. But I can go and get a a $30,000 loan for a car right now. Right. Well, listen, I just want to say for everything that it is that you want to do, you will find that solution for it. And I think this is something that you have to work really hard at. And a lot of times we talk ourselves out of what it is that we want to do for the future, saying, oh, this can't happen. Oh, I can't do it because of this. No. How can I make this happen? And you have to work on that and figure it out. I love the fact that you know what you want to do. I love what it is that you want to do because that will affect lives of other people and also be very fulfilling for yourself. Now, let's get you to that place. I think a lot of times, too, when we're working in a job that we don't love at all and we're doing it just because we have to make money, it is important for us to figure out our exit strategy. So now it's time for you to start working on your exit strategy so you know what you're saving up your money for, what you're putting it away for. It might be that every single time you get your tax return, that's what it goes toward, paying off those student loans. And you don't spend extra money on anything else just because you have a goal in mind. But just set that goal for yourself and make it happen. Yeah, that that definitely sounds 
sounds like something that is doable. It's just, <laughs> you have other bills to pay too. It's like, what do I put my money towards? I gotta keep a roof over my head. I need to drive to work. You gotta do it. <laughs> and just remember, at yeah. the end, at the end of all of this, you have something that's gonna be amazing for you and for your future. No, for sure, that is very true. I say, struggle now, rewards later. That's very true. That's very true. <laughs> All right, good luck to you. Get it, get it going. Thank you so much. You, you guys enjoy your day. Thank you, Jay. All right, ask Yee. 800-585-1051. If you need relationship advice or any type of advice, call Yee now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Here's some real advice with Angela Yee. It's Ask Yee. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're in the middle of Ask Yee. Hello, who's this? Hey, how's it going, guys? Good morning, good morning. Hey, what's your good name, Good morning, bro? good morning. My, my name is Israel, mm-hmm. and Angela Yee. Listen, I need, I need your help. Okay. Okay. I'm trying to get a sugar mama. Okay, in today's world, society, oh my right? God. You got sugar, you know, you got sugar daddies, right? You got premium Snapchat. I'm a 25-year-old Puerto Rican looking good, got mm-hmm. curly long hair, 5'11", I work hard. But yo... I'm trying to get my rep in. You know what I mean? I'm trying to travel. I'm trying to see <laughs> great things. And I know, I know you kind of rich. You know, so I'm going to shoot my shot real quick. You think I'm going to be your sugar mama? No, why not? You know? I have some advice for you, days. sir. Okay. First of all, there's a lot of dating apps and websites that will link you up with that sugar mama that you so badly want. And those are women that are seeking the same arrangement that you're seeking. They want to take care of a young, hot man like yourself. Mm-hmm. And that's where you need to look. <laughs> that is not what I'm yeah, trying to do right now. Okay, okay, okay. What's okay, your Instagram? Okay. Maybe there's people My that's Instagram? interested. <laughs> uh, you know what? It's uh, I-Z-Z-Y-W-T-H-E. I-G-G-Y? I-Z-Z-Y. Izzy with the flip. I-Z-Z-Y-W-T-H-E-F-L-I-X. All right, let's see. I'm going to see if I can recommend you for any sugar mamas that might be listening right now. Yo, I'm a, I'm a good-looking guy, man. You know, I, I was in 17 Max Z when I was, like, 19. Oh, I don't really let that sounds out. Sounds illegal. It's, it's a dark turn. <laughs> okay, all right. Izzy with the flicks. I'm going to um, post a link, and let's see if anybody hits you up. Okay, okay. And what, what services do you offer for this sugar mama? Listen, man, I'm I'm a romantic guy. Listen, I'm a tourist, okay? Listen, <laughs> I, I light some candles, get some lavender oil, re-oil you up, you know what I mean? Get you feeling really nice, take you out for dinner, make you laugh, do okay? Looks, do looks Listen, matter? Do looks matter? Uh, you know, not. Nah. Or you just money? It's about, it's about the personality. Yeah, it's about the personality and the money, okay? I'm, I'm trying to be financially stable out here. All right, good. You look a little like French Montana. I'm going to um, post a link for anybody that's listening during ASCII, and let us know if anybody hits you up. Good luck, Izzy. hope you find your sugar mama. Hey, hey have a wonderful day. All right, you too. All right, well, ASCII, 800-585-1051. <laughs> if you need relationship advice or any type of advice, call Yee now. Now, Yee, we got rumors on the way? Yes, we'll be talking about Antonio Brown. He is the Patriots receiver, and... He's been accused of three incidents of sexual assault. We'll tell you those details. All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Listen up. It's just-
And rumor report, we talked to you guys about Mariah Lopez Ebony. She did a Facebook uh, surviving Malik Yoba. She said that she had sex with him when she was just a teen. And she wants to let people know who applaud and salute Malik Yoba for revealing he is so called trans attracted to understand that he has uh, deeper issues and other things going on with him. Well, he did respond to these allegations and he posted this freestyle. How quickly people love to spread news with no proof for child abuse. You confuse. I see you. You choose to try to make me lose, but I can't. If you try to stand in my shoes, you would lose. You can't win when you live in sin. When you got to begin where it begins again. In the beginning, I told you there was the word and the word said we will love and we will love each other. No matter what, you my sister, my brother, whether you be a trans man or a trans woman, I do not know. If you do not understand, yes, this is a freestyle. All right, that freestyle has since been deleted from his Instagram page. But just wanted you to hear his response that he did in the artistic way Okay. that he did it. All right, now let's talk about The Rock. We told you that he was going to be on Kelly Clarkson's show. He was on Monday's episode of The Kelly Clarkson Show, the debut premiere episode of her show. And he talked about a lot of things, including his wedding. So we had the best wedding. We got married um, in Kauai. Um, it's hard to keep something like that under wraps, but it was so private. And there was maybe 10 people with our babies. And it was just the best wedding. That's nice. A, a cool private wedding. He also talked about Kevin Hart because, of course, you know, that's his good friend and also his son. He's, Everything he's is covering. good. I spoke with Kevin. I actually refer to him as my son. Um, <laughs> I, I connected with huh. him today. And you know what? These things happen in life. And yeah. thankfully, he uh, right? was strapped in nicely to his car seat. So I think that <laughs> everything... Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. I love you. <laughs> oh, no. That's I, right. That's real love. That's real love, guys. That's love. Um, Listen, I'm only kidding. We spoke to the pediatrician, and he said... (laughs) All right, so that's good. And I assume because he's joking around about it, Kevin Hart must be in good spirits right now as well. Okay. All right, now Antonio Brown has been accused of rape in a lawsuit now. He's from the New England Patriots now. And he's the most prominent wide receiver in the NFL. Now he's being accused of raping a woman who worked as his trainer, according to this federal lawsuit that was filed on Tuesday. A woman named Brittany Taylor, uh, who was working with him as his trainer, he hired her as his trainer, is now saying that she... She was sexually assaulted twice during training sessions in June of 2017. She says he exposed himself and kissed her without permission and also masturbated behind her and then ejaculated on her back. She did end her working relationship with him, but then ended up coming back to work with him after he apologized and said that there would be no more sexual advances. Now, Antonio Brown's statement, he is... Uh, vehemently denying these charges. They said that he denies each and every allegation in the lawsuit. He will pursue all legal remedies to not only clear his name, but to also protect other professional athletes against false accusations. So we will keep you updated on what's happening. Uh, The New England Patriots said they are aware of the civil lawsuit and they take the allegations very seriously and will have no further comment until the investigation takes place. Yeah, that's just what it is. It's an accusation and an allegation. You know, I think that he should still be able to uh, play on Sunday. Mm-hmm. You know, and he is still playing, right? Yeah, he is. I believe so. He should be playing. I mean, it's a civil suit. All right, and uh, just to end things off, I have good news for you. We are giving you a chance to win one of ten trips to New York City for Powerhouse NYC. That's right, we're giving you round trip airfare 
for two people, two nights hotel accommodations, suite tickets, and you get to meet the Breakfast Club. It's going down at the Prudential Center. That goes down October 26th. That features Amigos, Meek Mill, Lil Baby, A Boogie, The Baby, David O, Meg Thee Stallion, Sweetie, Polo G, Polo G, Little TJ, and a lot more to be announced. It's all presented by our friends at AT&T. I'm Angela Yee, and that's your Rumor Report. All right, thank you, Ms. Yee. Revolt, we'll see you guys later. Everybody else, the People's Choice Mix is up next. Let's go. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, shout out to Malik Yoba, David Johns, Nala Toussaint, and Carmen Carrera for joining us this morning. Why don't you leave with the women first? Hmm? Why don't you leave with the women first? Okay. Malik Yoba's his friend. Yes. Oh, okay. He was the one that we actually brought up to interview, and then we brought everybody around him. You should still bring lead with the women first. That's just a courteous thing to do, Envy. Okay? Listen, I want to salute the Minority Health Film Festival. Uh, I'll be there tomorrow in Milwaukee. Okay? It's going to be at uh, the Turner Hall Ballroom. My discussion starts at... 1 p.m., and, you know, it's a conversation about my favorite subject, mental health. So Milwaukee, which is one of my favorite cities in all of the country, uh, I'll see you tomorrow at the Minority Health Film Festival, a conversation with Charlemagne the God, tomorrow at 1 p.m., all right? Doors open at 11.30, all right? See you tomorrow, Milwaukee. All right, when we come back, we got your positive note. Don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. Now... Let's leave on a positive note. Yes, man. I just want to tell somebody out there that might need to hear this. Uh, forgiveness, something that we're all working on. Well, at least me. Uh, but forgiveness is not about letting someone off the hook for their actions, but freeing ourselves of negative energies that bind us to them. Breakfast club, bitches! Y'all finished or y'all done?